It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Today, streaming from my remote studio down on the island of St. Croix. Yes, on vacation down here, but still, uh, I'm bringing to you my show. Um, so, uh, you know, if my internet's a little shaky, you'll have to forgive me today. If you notice my background's a little different, well, it's because I'm not in my usual home studio. All right. So I have a wonderful, wonderful guest in store for you today, a dear friend, a woman I'm very proud uh, to call a compadre. And, uh, um, but first, of course, let me get started with my little section from my book, Everyday Awakening, which is available on Amazon and booksellers everywhere. And you can find it at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. So this section is entitled, Our Pain is Here to Teach Us Where We Can Love Ourselves More. Very apropos for today's conversation. We all hurt sometimes. We feel the pain of loss or abandonment, and we shy away from the very pain that is a gift. For the pain we feel shows us where our inner work must occur. It points us in the direction of what we need to focus on next. It calls us to look into ourselves and find a tender spot, the point from which the pain emanates, to find the true source of it so that we can heal so that we can undo the patterns of thoughts and feeling that no longer serve us, so that we can bring a greater awareness to our lives. If we dig underneath any pain we feel, we may find something else, something more basic, more primal, a wound that we never healed or acknowledged, a wound that we never shined a light on or knew was there. By bringing a greater awareness to a wound, it no longer has to drive us. It may still be with us, yet it does not stop us. We show that pain love by loving ourselves. We heal that pain by letting it know that it is okay to be a part of us. And with our acceptance, we bring, we bring peace to it and peace to ourselves. Pain is here to teach us so we can live more and love more, and so that through our example, the world can too. So what pain are you holding on to? What is the source of the pain? Can you love the pain and see how it has served you? So this section of my book I wrote a while ago, 
um, af after an experience, a healing experience myself of looking into, um, you know, my own pain. It was it was a shamanic ceremony, and and, and it and that particular one it brought up some painful memories and some painful experiences from from when I was young, and it really. I think I was maybe the facilitator who said it afterwards or, or during the ceremony that, you know, well, the pain is just an opportunity to love ourselves more. And that when we're in pain, it's a sign. It's a sign to ourselves that there's something not in alignment, that there's something out of kilter. And it doesn't matter whether the pain is caused by somebody else or something else. The, the pain is here to teach us because inevitably the answer to almost any emotional pain and even physical pain is learning to love ourselves more. And by loving ourselves more, we, we practice self-care more and, and that self-care will help to alleviate physical pain. But, but the emotional pain, the spiritual pain, the, the, the wounds that we get from our interactions and relationships with other people, that pain usually takes us back to something more basic, something that maybe we're not even consciously aware of. I've seen people heal from pain that was not even theirs it was generational pain it was pain from their ancestors and from uh grandparents great-grandparents their lineage so we remember our pain and that pain is passed down to us through our dna and through the environment and how we're raised and, and all kinds of things like that the challenges and i've talked about this uh, last week on my show was it last week or the week before last the end of suffering that just because we're in pain does not mean we have to suffer so much and if we can take the judgment out of pain and allow it to inform us instead of being critical of it it can really serve us to go some very deep places and unwind these tangled knots is it uncomfortable? Of course it is. Is it challenging? Absolutely. Look, we're human beings. Nobody wants to feel pain. But the pain informs us. It shows us where our work is. And when we do our work, typically, once we unravel that pain, it not only unravels that one pain, it can unravel many other pains as well. So my... I guess my request this week is that as you're going through your life between this week and next week, and as you're, you know, traveling through and noticing like where you're being triggered, where something bothers you, where there's some heartache, to just take a breath, take a moment. Don't judge that pain. Be curious and allow that curiosity to take you to the source of the pain. 
and know that if it's too painful to deal with in the moment, you don't have to, it's up to you. But even if you just touch very, very lightly, just to skim upon that source, you can always come back to it. You can always find it in the future. And when you do come back to it, when you feel you, you, you have the internal strength and the fortitude to really look at it and dive into it and shine a light on it, I can guarantee you that experience of shining a light on that pain and learning to, to bring yourself even deeper to love yourself, you will be so grateful afterwards. During the process, yeah, ain't so much fun. Afterwards, it's like you drop this weight you had been carrying around your whole lifetime. And, and now you feel so much lighter, so much freer. So that's that's your homework for this week, if, if should you choose to accept it. So that, again, is the section entitled, Our Pain is Here to Teach Us Where We Can Love Ourselves More. It is in, from my book, Everyday Awakening, and you can get it at booksellers everywhere. And if they don't have it, you can always request it because we're in the distributor so they can tell you where to get it. Awesome. So now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show uh, Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, who's a PhD. She's an international speaker, best selling author, executive leadership coaching consultant, and a master trainer who has founded four companies, including the Institute for Healing Arts and Sciences where as a leader in the field of integrated health in the US for 19 years, she trained physicians, nurses, and other medical practitioners, as well as non-medically trained individuals in the field of energy medicine, my kind of gal. From an orphanage to the boardroom, she has learned the skills of resiliency, authenticity, claiming the I am and knowing anything is possible with the right tools. So welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Dr. Dorothy. Thank you, darling. It's good to be here. Oh, so good to have you on. You're becoming like the, the perennial guest on, on talkradio.nyc. Um, this is the, what, like the fifth show you've been on in the last few yeah, months? Yeah, what a network? blessing. What an absolute <laughs> blessing. <laughs> well, it's great to have you. So, so we're not going to dig into your past too much because yeah. that's been covered on other shows. We've dealt with it before. You're a very accomplished individual. Um, I'm just curious because I'm a fellow energy medicine practitioner mm -hmm. um, and I've worked with all kinds of people with energy medicine, but people tend to feel that like, oh, talking about like energy medicine to people who run organizations and business leaders, like, oh, they're not going to be interested in that. And I'm just curious, how do you approach people who we would normally think of as very skeptical kinds of individuals? How do you approach them to, to even talk about the subject that they actually are open to it and, and will listen. I, I pick a very safe, neutral example so that they are not threatened when the subject first comes up. Mm. And I speak of how some mornings we wake up and we are filled with energy and ready to get out of bed and just jump in. Mm. And other mornings, it takes a conscious decision to decide to get out of bed. We don't have the energy. We don't have the drive. We just don't feel alive enough to do it. And how energy one day is vibrant 
in the energy other day seems to be negligible and how we can support that by shifting our mindset before we even get out of bed. Because when we wake up, we may have, um, if you learn to do a, just a quick, easy assessment, do I feel depressed? Do I feel happy? Do I feel exhausted? Do I feel overwhelmed? Where am I? And know that within our body, we have the ability to handle hundreds of different emotions. And they're all there without judgment. But which one do we choose to walk in today? So if I choose to walk in success today, the feeling of success, I choose to walk into an energy of freedom or joy. Once I make that choice, I change the energy flow in my body. And if I notice all of a sudden, I feel much more awake, much more alive, much more healthy, and I can get out of bed. So then I can present energy as something as simplistic, if you will, to the extent of what we know about energy and energy medicine. When I can present it as something of simply, how much energy do I want to get out of bed with? What do I want that energy to feel like? What, how do I want to experience that? Then all of a sudden, speaking about energy makes logical sense. Yeah, yeah, I see it. That's that's a really good approach because first you start off with the assessment. First you start off with just helping people to be aware right because right? how often do we run through our day and we're not even aware of our own energy so if we can be aware of our own energy then we can talk about <clears throat> what does it take to shift that energy how do we use it how do we play with it how can we optimize it and then we can start talking the language of leaders to to, to engage them and get them to buy into this whole idea that oh like there's something here who can re that can really serve me and and help me to be better in in my when i show up for my organization when i show up at my job and when when i show up for my family wonderful dr d so so it's it's time for us to take our first break let's take our first break and then let's come back and talk about sort of the the challenge that leaders have today um in in, in today's in ever-changing environment and how things like it change at the drop of a hat and and how this newfound mindfulness around energy can really serve everybody mm -hmm. uh, but especially leaders um given that things are, are in a way more challenging than they've ever been okay right awesome so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and on facebook and you can find us afterwards on on all the different podcasting platforms and we will be right back with dr dorothy martin neville after these messages Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, uh, all about uh, energy so far. Um, and I see a uh, loyal listener, William, on the Facebook Live, and he says, uh, I had a challenging day yesterday. I woke up super early and my brain was triggered. I made up my mind that I would have I will have a good day. I went to yoga, had a great class, and feel really good at the moment. Wonderful, William. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. What a smart way to live. Right, <laughs> right. But you see, first, there has to be that awareness, right? right. What you were just right. talking about before. We wake up and, and you know, like they say sometimes, right? You get up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it's just like everything goes wrong that day. Right. But if you stop, and <clears throat> what you're, you're advocating, Dr. Dorothy, is you stop and bring awareness to it. And it's like, is this the energy I want to bring into my day? Maybe not. Right. And we or shifted from the meeting. very beginning. Yeah. Right. All right. Do I want to bring this into a meeting? Do I want to bring this into the dinner? Do I want to bring this wherever? You know, and recognizing we have a choice to change the energy we bring into the room. Right. Always. Yeah. Always. Every moment we can choose. And especially when we're being triggered, like that's that's like the moment to really like pop up and pay extra attention and like, hmm, what's going on here? Um, so we were talking about, you know, how you approach this with leaders. And I'm just curious, you know, you, you've been doing this work for so many years. You're so well-known and well-respected in the industry. Um, why is it more important today than ever before to pay attention to um to, to energy medicine and to these kinds of techniques, especially when we're coming into a, a work environment, whether it's a for-profit business, a nonprofit business, a, a benefit corp, or or, or or just some volunteer organization, why is it more important than ever before? I think, as as always, life is cyclical, but 
with all of the division and and especially in the United States right now with all the division and the animosity the stress that comes about from that as a leader how do you lead in a culture that is filled with so much stress and it's imperative at this point especially now with so many folks working at home how do you create a company culture when people don't work together how do you create so it's always being conscious of the energy because a company culture is an energy it's an right. energy that permeates how we view the company how we view our roles in the company and perhaps how we view our roles on the planet because god willing our our career is a way that we express the reason why we're here we express our life purpose it isn't just a way to make money all right, right. so right. when when i can work with leaders now and allow them to become conscious of what they're feeling what they're thinking and they're conscious of the impact of it and so much of this energetic awareness is truly awareness of you mm. you know what is my belief system just as when you spoke about pain from our past um as a psychologist i can tell you what i see frequently as we recreate our pain we don't allow the wound to heal because no. we create stories around it and yes. we repeat the story again and again and again and if you've got a leader who has a story that we're failing we can't make it we can't do what they're going to do all that energy goes to the back of the body it goes into the will centers and they push and they push and they force and they try to force things into working right. if instead we taught people how to lead from their most powerful state mm. because force is defense force yes. is when you're in fear force is when you're not certain if we can support leaders coming from their most powerful place they're coming from their inner knowing they're coming from their own soul they're coming from their passion because soul feeds passion and with passion going forward it's more about creativity it's more about freedom it's more about excitement and when you lead your company from that place or you lead your team from that place it's about passion it's about a knowing then there's a direction and there's not force so you don't have the intensity but you have that solid movement forward but it feeds you rather than drains you right. it feeds your health emotionally spiritually and physically rather than draining your health emotionally spiritually and physically and think of how many of our leaders have so many physiological disorders yeah. and as you know physical illness is a symptom it's not the cause right what's going on emotionally and spiritually that has them in such intensity Right. That right. they're they're in survival mode rather right. than and if you're if the leader is surviving the company is surviving. If the right. leader is thriving the company's thriving. So bringing the leaders in him or her into a place of coming from what feeds their soul and what is their passion. And that's remembering perhaps why they started in the industry anyway, why they started the entrepreneurs. Yeah. Bringing them back to the passion and the vision allows them to reconnect with that part of them that gets expressed through the passion and the stimulation in the job it changes all the dynamics completely it it kind of reminds me of the that book power versus force absolutely yeah you know th- there's a difference between coming from our inner power versus forcing something right. force I, i find especially in leadership tends to be very ego driven it's very 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, you know, pushing. You know, it's a very male kind of energy, right. where where that's force. But power is is a very come when you're coming from your power, you're coming actually from a very peaceful place. It it, it, it tends to be a very knowing place. It's it's like um, a, 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 a gentleman we both know. Uh, 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 Daniel Gutierrez, I remember telling the yeah. story of how he was leading a whole group of uh, people in Peru to Machu Picchu and here and there, and they were like all these problems. And and he had to figure out, like on the turn of a dime, what he needed to do to give these people the experience that they were expecting. And he was able to do it not because he was trying to force and push through something, but he sat still and came from his inner knowing and then said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then everybody followed him and supported him. When the leader is in a place of peace, when the leader stops and, and connects with that inner knowing, and to me, it's the soul. I reference it as a soul that, that the mm-hmm. essence of who we truly are, that when they connect to their own soul's essence, there is such a freedom. There is such a clarity and there is such a passion. Mm-hmm. That when you put that clarity and that passion out there for people, mm-hmm. it's infectious. Yeah. It gives them permission to be passionate. It gives them permission to be creative because mm-hmm. creativity doesn't come from this really tight, intense box. Right. Creativity comes from this place of freedom and flow. And so when you let go of that intensity, that push, and you step back and say, we're here, we need to get there. How are we going to do this? And now it becomes a passionate vision and, and movement forward. You get creative because you're not so filled with fear and defense. You're open and solid and you allow the people around you. Energy feeds energy. Their creativity starts coming into play and now everybody builds. And it, it happens naturally. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and again, it's, it's when you come from that place of openness, you mm-hmm. can be open, not just to your own ideas of how to deal with these challenges, but you can be open to other people's ideas. Right. Like then you, you're more open to empower the people around you and, and, and get their perspectives. And they may see something you didn't even, couldn't even dream of because they come from a different perspective, right. but creating that environment, creating that energy that people are, are engaged with together creates this 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 force, um, as, as you might say. Yeah. You um, get the best of the best. You get the best of the best because right. your best is bringing out the best in others. And and you notice that when when your best brings out their best, it calls you to an even higher place, which calls them mm-hmm. to a higher place. And mm-hmm. so it's not two that stay this way. They keep supporting each other going higher. And it becomes an exciting adventure. And that's the creativity, that's the flow, that's the excitement, that's the passion. And with that, it's so much easier to get to where it is you need to go because nobody's in defense. Right, 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 right. Because when you get in defense, you clamp down and then you don't see the different possibilities, your creativity sinks. I mean, there there are all kinds of studies of how when when we're scared, we're angry, we're afraid, when we close up, it, it, it has not just physiological effects, but it has mental effects that cause us not to be able to think as clearly, as creatively. Right. 
and that fear keeps saying to us, there's one right way, there's one right way. Yeah. And I've got to figure out that one right way. And I'm getting so scared because I can't find the one right way. And if you stop, there's a hundred right ways. Right. Which one do you right. want? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's that awareness. It's like you said before, I think this is an important point that I remember learning years ago, <laughs> that we tend to think like if you ask people, what do you feel during an average week off the top of their head, mm -hmm. they'll probably name about five emotions. But the truth is, if you really sit down and think about it, and you go through the list of all the subtle emotions, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of emotions that we feel that that, you know, we don't even recognize sometimes. And so it's 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 much, much richer than we give it credit for when we normally just think about something the same way when we're we're faced with having to make a choice or a decision that when we're in a fear-based attitude, we think we only have two choices. It's either A or B, and that's the only two things we can see. But when we take a step back and breathe and relax and, and allow ourselves to have the freedom to, to just not be so afraid and just be open, we find there's not just two choices, there's six choices, yeah. 10 choices, 12 choices, 15 choices, 30 choices doesn't mean they're all necessarily viable, but just being open to everyone that we're open to that might be seen crazy might lead us to one that doesn't seem so crazy. Mm -hmm. I was in a meeting the other day and uh, the woman I was with, survivor of the Boston Marathon bombing. And uh, yes. one of the things we were talking about, we finished up and we was, she was saying to a third woman, there's three of us, she said, we just finished heart storming. And I was thinking, mm. we've been brainstorming where to go with this. And she said, we just finished heartstorming. And I thought, isn't that a perfect way to put this? The yes. three of us looking at how to take our work with PTSD mm. to the next level is where does mm. our heart lead us? How is this going to happen? And because we're intelligent, because we've got experience, we can look at these are the great questionnaires to put for PTSD. This is a great way to do this research. Mm. This is the great way to wake, make this documentary. We can go forward and do all of this because we're coming from our heart. Such I, I, a difference. I, I, Yes, a total difference. I have a feeling you're speaking about our mutual friend, Jennifer Kaufman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's wonderful. She's wonderful. She's been on the show and been on the network and so yeah. she'll be back. Yeah. All right. We need to take our next break. Uh, when we come back, I, I want to talk about, um, uh, we already touched upon a little bit about the, the changes of the last couple of years and, and, and that, but you know, there's such a strong need now to adapt and change and, and be fluid and why being aware of our energy is really important to support that. And, okay. and maybe some little tips or tools of what we can do to, to help to uh, foster a more, a more supportive energy uh, mm -hmm. when we're working with people, okay? Certainly. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, and we will be right back after these messages. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Dr. Dorothy, we've been talking a lot about the importance. I think I think our audience kind of gets it about how we can really use mindfulness around our energy to really be supportive, especially dealing with challenging times. Mm-hmm. Now, we're dealing these last couple of years have been more challenging than most of us have experienced in our lifetime. I mean, we're dealing with pandemics and, and wars and 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 uh, a stratification in, in our country of opposing views. And it seems like now more than ever, we really need to be more mindful of our energy. And I'm just curious, when you're working with leaders, when you're consulting with big organizations, are they more open to these ideas than maybe they were 10, 15 years ago? My experience is that so many of them are so filled with fear and unknowing mm. that they're searching for help to find answers. Uh, okay. That they, it's, it's never been like this before. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And they are scrambling in survival mode. Mm. And to have the ability to allow them to take a deep breath and step back that 30,000 foot view or that spiritual detachment, as I I refer to it, to step back to that spiritual detachment of this. And let's look at the company again. Let's look Mm. at your vision again. How has your vision changed? What is it you need and want to achieve that vision? Now let's look at where your company is because every problem has a solution. Mm -hmm. So if we can identify where it is you want to go, we can then see where your company is in relationship to that vision mm-hmm. and what you may need to do personally, mm-hmm. as well as what you may need to do professionally in order to get there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen that when we're ready to help 
a leader transition their company in any way, whether it's out expansion or going deeper, it really means they need to catch up with the vision that they have. Because our company can be here and this is our vision. Now we have an idea of our company going there. This person can't run that company. You Mm. need to grow and become the person that can run that company. So now the onus is on you. What kind of growth do you need to achieve? It isn't just bringing in new employees. What do you need to achieve to have the ability to be the the president or the CEO, whatever the case may be, who can sustain that company and then take it further? So it's all that level of growth and shift and change for the company that's necessary by working with the leader. Right, because it all starts with the inner work, the individual work, and that it's it's the the organization around you can only grow as much as you're growing yourself if you're the the person in charge. Um, One thing I started doing, I got reminded of it several months ago. And so now whenever we do a meeting for the radio station, I always start off having everyone to state one thing that they're grateful for at that moment in their life. And I find that after we go around the virtual meeting room, because we do all the meetings on Zoom, um, that you can feel like people are more relaxed, they're more happy. They're, there's really a change in the energy of the group. <clears throat> I'm wondering uh, what kinds of uh, uh, tools or, or techniques or, or, or tips can you give any leaders listening in out there um, like that, that, that are sort of simple, easy things that they can do that can help them when they're trying to deal with a challenging situation and they really need to sort of rally the troops? My first suggestion is to step back. Mm. When you get so caught in the muck and the mire, you can't see Mm. it clearly. So step back for a moment and literally it could be just moving in your chair. All right. It could be anything as simple, truly as that. We make things very complicated and convoluted when in fact we could also make them very simple you know change sit back in your chair change your outfit a little bit push Mm. it you know move it around do something with it now come at this fresh Mm. come at this fresh um out of push look come at this fresh what is your vision of where you want to go i find so many leaders are so busy pushing Mm. they've even lost focus of where they're going they just want to solve this problem and then they solve the next problem. And right. <laughs> if you don't, if you're looking a foot ahead, you don't know where you're going. Let's step back a moment. What is your vision for where you want the company to go? Even if the issue at the moment is a vendor's not working, where is it that you want it to go? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to take it there? We're back into culture. If my culture is, we're the best in the industry, or we come from the heart and we see our customers well. Mm-hmm. Well, then now you're dealing with the vendor. A vendor's a customer, all right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to work with that vendor you're having difficulty with, or that employee you're having difficulty with, or whatever the case may be? Right now, it's supplies. You right. know, supplies aren't in. Um, what are you going to do? You can panic. Right. You can get enraged. You can find the enemy, whoever the mm-hmm. enemy is, which solves no problem. Right. Or we can sit back and say, what's the problem? We don't have sufficient numbers of. Mm-hmm. What can we do about that? What's the creative solution we could find to right. deal with this particular problem? 
And if you can think of one, brainstorm, heartstorm, do what you need to do, bring people in and be open. Because even if everybody's suggestions don't work, frequently I find that, and I used to do this with my team when I had many on my team, we would sit and say, everybody throw out your ideas and something would kick off this other Mm. thing. I have no idea how that led to this. It's irrelevant to me. That led to this. And this is a fantastic solution. Mm. So all the creative thoughts come up with something else that nobody else thought of. And you never would have thought of without that stimulation. Mm. So it's again, you're not at step back, get distance, Mm -hmm. look at the bigger picture, the bigger vision Mm. you've got, and then let's bring in creative ideas again we're not fighting the problem mm-hmm. we're right. looking for the solution and every and, and unfortunately every time we fight we end up getting narrower and narrower we're fighting a problem right. we're fighting a difficulty let it go stop fighting it right and creatively solve it right as, as opposed to fighting it maybe we just need to dance with it And then we look at it as dancing with an issue, then it becomes a more fluid, more graceful, more playful almost in a way that then we don't have to be so stressed out by having to deal with some crisis. Right. And if we give up, again, we give up the struggle, we give up the fight and we're looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. Looking for a solution is so different than fighting the problem. Right. Right. Just think energetically what that feels like. You know, I'm looking for a solution. This feels good. I'm going to fight it. It Mm. literally has me clenched and ready. Right. Where can you do energetically that, that we need expansive energy that flows, not the smaller energy that fights. It doesn't take us. Plus where's the joy? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now, now, how do you counsel people who who are coming into a situation? Let's say they're a manager, they just got hired, they enter into a situation. And so there's already a company culture. And they may have people reporting to them, but they also have people above them. So you're entering into an existing situation. How do you go about shifting the energy of an existing situation that you know, just doesn't feel right? First, I would really look at where it started. Where mm-hmm. is it coming from? Mm-hmm. Because if, if the issue is here and I'm fighting people over there, I'm, I'm lost. Let's right. take a break. What I tell a client of mine that just started a new company. And I said, why don't you take a month? Mm-hmm. Get to know the cast of characters. And mm-hmm. get to know the culture and how many of them appear to be living that culture. And how many aren't. Now you've got a sense of knowledge. You've got a sense of awareness of what's happening here. And you may find out that there's a theoretical culture, but nobody is is living it. All right. Or there's a culture and somebody may be really good at their job, but they don't fit in this culture. So now we know where the issue is. Would they be better in another department that they fit the culture of that department? And so here you are and you have an ability to become comfortable now that you know what's going on. Unfortunately, you see so many people come in and from the day one, they want to make changes when they really don't know what's going on. Yeah. Because now they don't know who or what they're dealing with. So how can you make a change? Because as you know, with different personalities, one, you're going to say, hey, I've got a great idea. What if? Another one, you say, we need to do this. 
and yeah. they move. All right. So take time, take a month, look and assess and see. Don't just learn your responsibilities and the key players. Find all the people you're working with. What is going on? Who are they? How did they work? And you go in truly as an observer, all the while seeing how you fit in with this, how you can work with this, how you can adjust to this, or how you can help this adjust to you. Right, right. So it sounds like what you're saying is like this environment got built up over a period of time. Don't rush in and try and change things overnight. Get to understand what the actual environment really is, how it came to be that way, what are all the different components and moving parts. And then once you have sort of a clear view of things and a clear understanding of things, like that's the time to then start making your shifts and changes and your moves okay. to make sure that you're, you, you know what you're doing and you're not um, doing something that's so completely out of alignment that people start to revolt. Right, you, it, because you've got to. And the fact is, if you walk in again, depending on the size of the company, you walk into an organization and you're observing for one month, you may find that you're making small changes anyway. Hmm. You know, um, nobody has to bring me coffee. Let's let's let that go. Yeah. I'm quite fine with this. So and, and to you, that's a subtle change, but it isn't because somebody else says, "Ooh, they hmm. do things differently. All yeah. right. Yeah. Or let's have a meeting every Wednesday from eight to nine at my office. Mm. Oh, wow, that's different. So you find out just you bringing your presence there creates mm. a change, but they're minimal changes, if you will, but the ripple effects. And as right. you're observing the culture, you then begin to see how you fit, mm. but you also truly begin to see the legitimacy of the culture because frequently it mm. is not what is stated. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like just by your mere presence, you're making subtle shifts and changes, yet those subtle shifts and changes can be much more profound sometimes than the overt big giant you know, right. policy changes that we tend to make. Because they don't put people in defense. Right, right, right. Exactly. That, that people are more open to that kind of thing. Right shift or change all right but believe it or not it's time to just take the last break of the show you know, good time flies when you're having fun all right when we come back let's talk about where things are going in particular in the integrative energy medicine field that this is something yes. that's been around for a while there are some exciting things going on let's talk a little bit about where you see things going and where might there be some opportunities for practitioners like ourselves. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook. And we will be right back after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? 
Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. To the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, uh, founder of what was the name of the organization again? The Institute of Healing Arts and Sciences. Sciences. Um, so the mission, I'm assuming, of, of that organization is really to, to bring integrative health approaches into sort of a more mainstream culture. And I'm just curious. Like, where do you see things going these days? Where do you see um, uh, stuff being able to be integrated more and more into the mainstream? Um, a number of places. And, you know, uh, amazingly, it's not necessarily starting off with the right mentality, but it's working. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, okay. One of the look at what's happened with telemed. Mm -hmm. Telemed came about because of the pandemic. Right. really but it's also an idea that now because of the pandemic it's here but it's a huge cost saver for the insurance companies yeah. it's a huge cost saver for lots of folks pharma pharmaceutical companies are able to spread much more medicine out there because doctors are doing these online telemed pieces and they're putting people on more medications right so that is happening what's also happening is that Self, especially self-insured companies, what they are seeing is that the cost of health care is enormous. It's a huge part of their budget. And so what they are looking, and we have literally tens of thousands of self-insured companies out here. The government is self-insured, all right? So we have all of these self-insured organizations who are watching their expenses go up. What's happening is there's more and more research showing that with these expenses going up, they're getting to a point where they will pay for anything that begins to cut medical expenses. Uh, and as we know, energy healing, acupressure, yes. acupuncture, any of these modalities, nutrition focus, all of these things are shifting and changing healthcare. And it's far less expensive than a series of MRIs, CAT scans, and so on and so forth. So as more and more companies are saying anything that helps us 
is good. It's sort of like they'll come to the last ditch effort and wear the last <laughs> ditch effort. We should have been the first ditch, but that's another story. Right, but right. once we're in the door and they recognize the validity that when somebody works with an integrative health practitioner, what ends up happening is that they have not only a far quicker recovery, but they come at life from a far different place because we looked at what was going on emotionally and spiritually. And because the companies are providing more coverage of this, the people are becoming more committed to the companies. So there's more employee engagement. So they are making more money because people are less sick, they're out less. And frequently right. that out less is depression. If I'm depressed, oh. all right, if I'm depressed and I just don't feel great, I'm going to stay home anyway, because I just don't want to. Right. If I'm really feeling terrific emotionally and spiritually, but I'm not feeling full on physically, I'm going to get a treatment after work, or I'm going to pick this up after mm. work, or I'm going to eat better today to detox. And I'm going into work because I'm in a better mindset, a better energetic place. We go into work and people are learning. A lot of this is education. People are learning that if they eat healthy when they're sick, they avoid the carbs, they avoid the, the pre-processed foods, they avoid all of these things and they eat in a healthier way, they feel better. This education is spreading more and more. So it's kind of spreading because it, it's, it, it's, it's in a way cheaper way of doing things, but right. who cares? It's still having the, <laughs> the ultimate effect that we want, which is getting the stuff out there, getting people right. more knowledgeable and, and really supporting people in a much more vibrant way. Right. And stress is recognized now as being the, one of the primary causes of all disease. Yeah, you know, because as you and I know, um, genetic predisposition never needs to be actualized. Right. So this isn't right. about genetic predisposition. This is about what is your stress level? Do you know how to handle your stress? And companies, uh, no matter how conservative they may be in terms of healthcare, they mm -hmm. recognize that stress is a major cause of disease, mm -hmm. and we're the ones that come in and work with stress non medically without right. you know medicines without whatever's and we come in and we support stress reduction right. and right. that's how we're coming in it's approaching the problem again creatively mm -hmm. if stress is an issue how can we creatively deal with stress that doesn't cost the company a fortune right right i i remember i i met someone years ago who would go to these uh, what's called conscious capitalism conferences and you'd have right. like heads of the big tech companies there and they would kind of quietly admit to their friends that they meditate during their lunch break or they meditate before they go into work, but they wouldn't say it sort of publicly. But now you see people being much more free, sort of admitting, hey, this is what I do and, mm -hmm. and, and being more open about it. We, we, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I'm just curious, if you look into your crystal ball, I know you must have a crystal ball somewhere <laughs> in your house. Where, where do you see things in the next, five years, let's say, how if, if we were five years in the future, looking back, we would be like, wow, how did we get here? Where do you think we'll be? In terms of healthcare, you mean? Or in terms yeah, of, in terms of alternative healthcare? Okay, what I see happening is that more and more companies are becoming and therefore more and more employees and their families are becoming aware of stress 
and the need to step out of the rat race, which is why mm. working at home is mm. becoming so much more acceptable. Mm. That what's happening is as we do this and we move into healthier relationships, because we're spending time with our partners and our children, we're moving into more awareness that eating well allows us to feel better. Mm. All of this is changing because the culture is changing. The work culture is changing, you know? Yeah. And with that changing, we're becoming much more aware of natural eating, much mm. more aware of stress reduction. And that's going to be shifting and changing so that what we're doing doesn't seem so outrageous as it has for the past 20 and 30 years. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Dr. Dorothy, as always, such a pleasure to have you come on the show and share your insights and your knowledge and your experience. If any of my listeners are interested, want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, where can they go? Where can they find you? They can find me on askdrdorothy.com, which is my website, or dorothy at askdrdorothy.com. You know, in relationship to this, I'm starting in June, the middle of June, I'm starting a... Um, it's only open to 12 women, but women, a, a year-long coaching program for women in transition. Oh. Oh, and wonderful. transition is what we're talking about here. How yeah. do you transition and stay healthy? How do you transition yeah. in changing your jobs, changing a marriage status, perhaps, changing mm -hmm. any number of things? How do right. you do that and stay healthy? And we yes. can do that without medication. We yes. can do that with coaching. We can do that with community. Because community mm -hmm. is truly missing, you know, yes. we have, especially now working at home, there's less and less community. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I highly recommend people check out Dr. Dorothy. That's askdrdorothy.com or dorothy at askdrdorothy.com. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today, Dr. Dorothy. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Sam. It's so great to see you and enjoy St. Croix. It is just a lovely island. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Take just a couple of more days, but, but we'll, we'll enjoy ourselves before well, we get back. You'll be on the water tonight and that will yes. be lovely. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. On the West Coast. Yes. So thank, so thank all of you for tuning in today as well, my loyal listeners. I always appreciate how you guys come in and support us, the show always. Um, please stay tuned. You know, there are other great shows coming on the network this evening, 5 p.m. Frank Harrison and his show, Frank About Health. Uh, tomorrow, our, our Friday, our business block of shows with Tommy DeMisa and Philanthropy and Focus, Steve Fry and Always Friday and, and Joseph McElroy with Wise Content Creates Wealth. And next week, Monday night, we start all over again with Graham Dobbin and The Mind Behind Leadership, followed by uh, The Edge of Every Day with Sandra Bargeman wonderful wonderful show so everyone please take care and we will talk to you all next week thank you business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.